0: If you really want to know then come on let's go take a stroll down those What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics. found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Here today to recap the... West Virginia versus Oklahoma State game from this past Saturday, while also previewing the upcoming West Virginia and TCU game coming up on Black Friday, this Friday, the day after Thanksgiving and what will be the final game of the 2019 West Virginia football season. And with me to help me do that are two members of the Almost Heaven Athletics team and my two co-hosts here on the Country Roads webcast. We have Bradley. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And we have Stephen.
1: What's going on, Mountaineer Nation?
0: All right, boys. So uh, let's start with recapping and talking a little bit about Saturday's game against Oklahoma State. West Virginia comes up just short in that one, 20-13 uh, to 13 final, uh, seven-point game. Mountaineers had a chance there at the end. Uh, was in this game pretty much the entire game. It was pretty back and forth, really. Uh, West Virginia nearly coming away with a second straight win against a ranked opponent and a uh, Good effort from the Mountaineers trying to keep the bowl hopes alive, uh, trying to keep their hope for six wins alive, but come up just short to fall to four and seven on the year. Um, what are your guys' opening thoughts on this game? Uh, what do you think, Stephen?
1: Um, I, th- I thought West Virginia played really well. Um, I thought at a lot of the times during the game that we were going to get our second win against a ranked team in as many weeks. Uh, I thought... I mean, I really hate to blame referees on any kind of – any game, um, especially when you have a season like the season that West Virginia is having. Uh, But there were definitely some questionable calls. I didn't think Sam James Knee was down, uh, along with, you know, the rest of the country or anybody who's seen the video. Um, But, you know, can't cry over spilt milk. I think you can only take what positives – or, you know, take away what positives you can and just build on them, uh, just like we have been doing throughout the season. So, moving forward that's what you gotta that's what you gotta look at as the positives
0: absolutely yeah it was a game with missed opportunities uh, a couple of missed calls i'll agree with you there certainly looked like he was in on that one would have given you another uh, few points there you would only needed to kick a field goal there at the end so it kind of makes a difference but you know mountaineer still had a chance to get in after that couldn't couldn't get into the end zone and that one hurt and was kind of the deal all day was there. Issued a score from inside the red zone, uh, came back to haunt him as i only imagine, managed the one touchdown on the day, and it was the uh, long touchdown throw, and we're inside the red zone at least three other times with opportunities to score touchdowns and just couldn't convert. Um, Bradley, what about you? What are your opening thoughts, uh, just kind of takeaways from this game against Oklahoma State?
2: Um, it was a cold, ugly game. Um, so I got to go to myself, got lucky enough to sneak down to a front seat with one of my buddies, and I mean, I was right on row right two. It was uh, I thought it was gonna rain, so I'm glad I didn't do that till there at the very end. But you know, I thought we had a chance to, like, like Jordan said, to get, catch our second ranked team in two weeks, or maybe it's what Stephen said, in, in as many weeks. And I mean, that's pretty impressive here at the end of the year, where we're really starting to play some of the best ball we've seen, even though it wasn't, you know, perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But we're starting to see some of the best football the WU's played since uh, Kansas back towards the beginning of the year. Uh yeah, I think the the Rush were a bit spotty, they were pissing me off a good bit, but you know, that's that's how it goes. Big twelve you know? refs. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was uh they had me a few plays there where I was just freaking out. I was like, This makes no sense. But
1: Yeah, it's definitely and, not easy to watch sometimes.
2: <laughs> and uh Neil Brown was not having his best day with none there either. He was talking to him quite a bit.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, if you could I'm not hear mistaken. the post game that he he thought the touchdown was in and, and, and you know wasn't very happy with with the calls uh, down there either.
1: Yeah, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, he said that he was planning on asking the Big 12 uh, head of officials this week um, about that call.
2: I mean, did they uh, call it – because I didn't watch it on TV. I'm guessing they called it because of the shin, right? Because that's technically not part of the foot, the shin. Yeah, right supposedly
0: it was the shin, ankle slash shin area. But I always thought that it was – if your elbow or knee or butt wasn't down, then you weren't down. And when his right. butt touched the ground, the ball was in the end zone. So, I mean, I thought for sure it was a touchdown because you can clearly see his knee, his knee never touches. So, so I, just I thought, thought it
1: was not in-
2: other than the feet or the hands touches the ground.
1: I mean, on a side note, I think it's incredible leg strength to not have his knee go down. I mean, I don't know how in the yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely.
2: He I mean, he fall in. Yeah, my buddy Ryder watched it. He was like, and somehow, he was like, because, like, you saw it in the replay, his knee starts going upwards after, like, a certain point. And you're like, you don't under – yeah, it was crazy that his knees didn't hit the ground. I agree on that.
0: Yeah, And then, you know, following the play, West Virginia tried – you know, two quarterback sneaks from inches away, uh, both of them get rolled out. And, you know, Jared Dagey said in the postgame he felt like he was definitely in on the first one. He said, really, he felt like he was across the goal line on on both of those. And, you know, if you watch on the first one, when the refs come and, and get him up, he's laying across the goal line. So Yeah, they respawned the I ball like off the goal line.
2: That. I was like, how does that happen? Yeah, I really also, watched the guy
1: move. Also, to I mean, balls the sorry, sorry, to, uh, Bradley. I
2: literally watched him pick the ball off the goal line and move it back. And I'm like, if it's already Pat, like, yeah.
0: I just don't see it how you don't – I mean, you're inches what? away. If the guy falls down forwards, I mean, he's crossed – I mean, you know, all you have to do is cross the goal line. I mean, he was – I don't know. I, I just feel like it should have definitely been a, a touchdown. If not, the Sam James play, I th- definitely think he was in on at least one of those quarterback
1: sneaks. And while I think, you know – if you're that close to the goal line, you definitely should get the ball inside of the of the of the end zone. There, yeah, it's hard I not that to. Was a horrible spot, you know, from the Sam from the Sam James catch. They reviewed it and everything. I thought the ball should be as close as possible to the goal yeah, line without exactly. actually getting it goal her in the end zone. And they spotted it as you know as far back as it was touching the one yard line. Yeah, it was and always so
0: back I, to the one.
1: I, I, yeah, because
2: when you're looking at that replay, I mean, even if you're going off of his shin being down, I mean. It was literally a nose hair in between the. You could see like just like this fine little line of green between the and nose that ball and the goal line. So yeah, it should have been, you know, kissing it at least.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely, I, I agree. Some uh, tough calls there. You know, sometimes, especially when you're a team that's uh, like the one West Virginia has that has to fight and call their way to wins. So you need the ball to bounce your way on things like that, and it just wasn't bouncing their way. Uh, Metaphorically speaking, on Saturday against Oklahoma State, unfortunately, but uh, the Mountaineer defense put on a heck of a performance, um, holding Oklahoma State to under 100 total rushing yards. Uh, once you factor in sacks, Oklahoma State also averaged 500 some yards a game, I believe, and they held them to about 280. So, just a really uh, great job by this uh, defense and Vic Koenig, you know, drawing it up again lot of injuries you know at this point West Virginia's defense is probably the um has the least depth of anyone in the Big 12 right now and you know personnel wise is you know um uh, probably one of the weaker units in the conference, but continues to put on these great performances against, you know, strong offensive teams. Chuba Hubbard barely gets over 100 rushing yards. They held him in check on the ground most of the day, although he did make some passes out in the flats uh, catching catching the football. But they're the first team this year to hold him out of the end zone. And uh, I just don't think you can say enough about uh, what this defense has done in these – Latter games here in the, towards the end of the season uh what are your guys thoughts on, on this defense and the way they've been playing despite the inefficiencies they may have Bradley
2: um I've been very impressed with their defense this year and it all starts up front with those two nasty fellows we got that are brothers up there down the front and I mean we've actually built around them really good too Jeffrey Poole Jr. has looked amazing in the past few games I mean that guy has just shown out for himself um and our young background is actually—I mean, our young secondary has looked pretty solid against this Big 12 slate. I mean, we haven't really allowed other than, a, I guess, a, that ugly game against Oklahoma. We haven't really—I mean, our defense has really performed pretty well. I have mm-hmm. to go back through and double check because you know it's, it's some of these games you don't want to remember. But
0: they've kept—they've kept West Virginia in a, a lot of games for sure. They really, really,
2: really have.
0: Yeah, because you know, the offense has started to move the ball more as so of late, and you know, get uh, get get yardage totals and stuff. But still, just struggled to you know put it in the end zone, uh, even in the games that you know they have won and, and have been in. So the defense has really just d- done an excellent job. Um, what about you, Stephen? What are your thoughts on the Mountaineers' defense performance uh, <coughs> uh, Chupa Hubbard and an explosive Oklahoma State offense?
1: Yeah, they can continue to impress me uh, all the way around. I think with uh, if you had add on. The youth that we have on that side of the ball, you know, with the lack of depth, like you mentioned, uh, it's nothing short of impressive. Um, I think going into the game, the, the defensive line um, heard all the, you know, the chatter about Chuba Hubbard and how he's, you know, the leading rusher in the nation and everything. And I think they looked at it as a challenge and they wanted to come out and prove themselves as much as you know, as much as anything else. And, you know, I think they answered the call as, as well as anyone else has uh, so far this year, uh, yeah. you know, holding, uh, holding him under a hundred yards, holding him out of the end zone. Uh, I think he only had uh, uh, one really good long breakout run. Uh, it was almost 50 yards. And, and that was off of a, uh, like, like you mentioned earlier, one of those little uh, toss off passage or toss, toss passes, I should say, sorry. Um uh, and, I don't know i I've watched chuba Hubbard several times this year, and all in every single game that I've seen him, I'm thinking, man, we're gonna have a time with this kid and oh yeah, and watching him live i i, I thought we you know we handled him better than anyone else has, so yeah
2: you say mm-hmm. that, but we still allowed him to get almost two hundred yards total for himself. that's crazy,
1: was it two okay, hundred okay yeah he had eight yeah
2: yeah receiving and hundred and six yards yeah.
1: That, okay, hey, those yeah. I those, not look those passes. The yards. You would
2: watching that game, right. you would have never felt that he did that much work. But I mean, it's still just, I God knows how to play some football. Right. But I he said didn't that the whole passes. game. That's, that's, that's cool. not. That's not
1: on the defensive line. That's on the secondary. That's the linebackers and the and those cornerbacks out there. They've got to move down and uh and you know learn how to shift over. But he, you know, even still keeping him out of the end zone is saying something. The kid's got 20 touchdowns on the year, oh, yeah. and Absolutely. he's a hard person. He's a hard person to stop, especially moving forward. That kid's only a sophomore. He's gonna be good, but uh, yeah. you know, but we can only back to hope our defense.
0: I uh, can only hope that he goes to the draft. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. get out of here. <laughs> hopefully.
1: Yeah, get out of the Big 12. Yeah, uh, but overall, man, I, I, de- our defense, uh, to me, uh, I've mentioned it before. I'll keep saying it is the best defense that we've had um, to me since the mid 2000s. I think that we moving forward, we're gonna have. Um, Definitely one of the best, if not the best, big uh, defense in the Big 12, if not the country. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about that aspect uh, more so than the offense. And I'm really excited about the offense moving forward now that we have uh, you know some playmakers in there that are actually showing that they can do some stuff.
0: Exactly, and, sure. and you know the, the schemes and game plans that Tony and his staff come up from with from week to week to stop these different types of offenses has really been impressive. Especially when you factor in that um, you know if they can keep them around and, and continue to do that. Plus the players and the personnel they have improving. There's no reason to think this can't be one of the better defenses in in the conference and maybe in the country as well. And if West Virginia can uh, you know develop an offense to go with that, the sky's the limit because you're teams you know well below their season averages in yards and and in scoring a lot of the time so if you learn to add some scoring of that to yourself going you're to be a, a hard team to deal with in the future so it's definitely uh, something to take a look at here in the future um, Having said that, let's uh, flip over talk about the West Virginia's offensive performance. Like I said, was able to put up a good amount of yards, actually outgained um, Oklahoma State in yardage-wise. Um, second time they've done that in a loss. so did that against uh, Baylor in Texas Tech, I believe. So um, continuing uh, to improve offensively. I thought the offense looked a lot better on Saturday, um, you know, Jared Dagie's Second straight start, and I was, you know, yet again impressed by him. Thought that he played well, 28 of 38. Uh, Neil Brown said that was probably about four drops factored in there. So you're talking yeah. three or four incompletions uh, total, really over 300 yards for him. The only struggle, of course, was fine in the end zone. But I think a lot of that's not on him uh, inside that red zone. It's hard when you don't have a have a run game. It's hard when you can't run the ball in the red zone. And the coaches said as much uh, following the game. But what were your all thoughts on Jarrett Duggar's performance and just kind of the offense in general on Saturday? Uh, what'd you think, Bradley? Uh,
2: good. First things first. Good news is we don't have to worry about trying to pull his red shirt this year anymore. So that's right. a positive we got most of the year. Maybe. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I
0: wouldn't. I,
2: I hope we get put in that situation, but I also hope we don't. You know, but I don't think we get a. I don't think we get a bowl game at five and seven. Even if we do win this weekend, I don't. Well, we'll see. But but I think this is one of the better days. I think this is probably the best performance I've seen of Diggie since I've seen him so far. Because like Neil Brown said, a lot of those. I mean, at least four over drops you had. I know two hit George Campbell in the hands and two hit T.J. Simmons in the hands. And, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody else dropped one, that's already half of his incomplete passes right there is drops. And, I mean, he just played an all-out good game. And, I mean, he just – I was talking to people around the game. I'm like, this just looks like a guy that's actually played some football, you know. It looks oh, it like is. a guy that doesn't look like a deer in headlights when he gets some pressure put on him and he can actually move around in that pocket a little bit. And he threw some balls that Austin, Austin Kendall couldn't hit those in his – deepest wildest dreams you know right and it's been really nice to see so i have no complaints on him at all run game still just not not getting it to where we need it to be and it's still the most disappointing part of this year by far oh sure a lot of that stuff up front just not working but you know big mike we're seeing some stuff out of mike brown now he's he come, come along these past couple weeks
0: yeah. Play, playing his best of the season lately
2: yeah that's true and i think i mean our offense other than you get rid of a few drops and you allow it i mean you you figure out some way to to get three inches when you're within that of the goal line down there. Uh, get after that Sam James catch. If you figure out some way to get in there, then you only need a field goal there at the end of the game. Or I mean, I I can't put this ball squarely on the offense. They just didn't. They didn't get it. They didn't end the game. What well, I don't know how what I'm trying to say. They didn't. They didn't finish. I guess yeah, they, didn't, they didn't. They just finish. couldn't finish the, those red zone trips or what I guess was what really what are getting at me is just not finishing in the red zone, I guess. You know, you can't get down there and then lay a dud and then expect to win a game.
0: Oh yeah. Not not finishing in the red zone was, you know, kind of the biggest thing I thought as well. And, you know, not finishing, you know, drives even short yardage as you mentioned you Near know, the goal line that time was a struggle all day. Anytime it was third and one, third and two, it was hard for West Virginia you know, to get those yards that they needed. And, you know, that goes back to the offensive line, which has kind of been the deal all season and, you know, why the run game has struggled and really what uh, the main thing that needs corrected on this offense, I think, especially now since you found Daigie, I think you're going to have running backs. I think you've got receivers. Um, you know, they've got had some struggles with drops, but, you know, they can get that squared away. you got a quarterback now. I think you just need to just work on this offensive line in the off season if you can get them – um Improved your offense will improve drastically. I feel like, um but steven what, what about you? Anything you want to add there in regards to the offense or, or Jared Deggie?
1: um Yeah, I, you know, you guys know that I've been, a, you know, one of the few people in the fan base that hasn't harped on Austin Kendall throughout the season. But with that said, I think Jared Dickey has came in and he's played spectacular compared to what Austin Kendall has played throughout the season. Um, I feel like uh, if the end zone was at the twenty yard line, our offense would be a heck of a lot better i'll tell you that right now i think we've sc- 20, yeah. we, uh, we'd score a, he- a heck of a lot more points not only in this past game but uh, all season long because uh the red zone has been our achilles hill for some reason throughout the entire season and i think a lot of that is just uh you know inconsistencies with people in the offense uh but you know throughout the past few few games you've seen jared deck uh jared Deckey's coming to himself uh, that's just him shaking the rust off. Those guys up front are uh, finally starting to play a little bit better together, and I think that, more than anything, has helped our offense um, move the ball better. Uh, I know we can't score as well as we would like to right now, but um, in terms of moving the football, you know, you got to be pleased with what you're seeing and in, in, in terms of improvement from what we were in the beginning of the season to now. Because I feel like we're moving the ball a lot better now than we than we were. So.
0: Yeah, it, absolutely. It's not where we
1: want to be, but we're moving in the right direction.
0: Well, yeah. and and you got to think the chemistry can still... You know, it's looking a lot better than it has all season with Dagey, and he doesn't really even have the chemistry factor built up yet um, either. You know, he d- he wasn't here through the spring like Austin Kendall and those other guys were. Got here in the summer, and then when he got here, he was recovering from hernia surgery, so wasn't involved from the from the get go. So what you're seeing with the chemistry is just you know a few weeks here of working together. So once you get through a whole offseason season together, um, all of spring ball, you know, um, you know fall camp next year, I think that uh, this offense has the capability of. The <laughs> You know, really looking uh, night and day different next year, especially if you can get that line corrected. You know, I mentioned it on our last podcast. I think it's really reminiscent of 2013. West Virginia went four and eight, couldn't find a quarterback, then finally found Clint Trickett. They upset um, Oklahoma State, who was ranked at the time. It's kind of similar this year. You find Jarrett Day, you upset Kansas State, that's ranked at the time, and then you know, 2014 we saw that offense was very explosive. That was Kevin White's big year. West Virginia was within 10 points of beating Alabama. The first game of next season, the team was. You know, completely night and day difference, uh, better offensively. And I think that next year you could possibly see uh, something like that from this offense. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? You think the offense kind of turns the corner or has the potential to, uh, next season? What do you think, Bradley?
2: I swear to God, if they are not doing catching drills every single day of the week in this offseason, that's, that's I, what they got to improve would, on. Because, yeah. I mean, that should we are leading the Big 12 in drops, and I mean, I you get rid of half those drops, we probably win two more games, you know. Oh, yeah. They have been that kind of bad this year. And I don't I, I don't I don't, know why that is. I don't know why we've just had systemic dropping problems this year. But it's what it has been. And another thing, I, I meant to bring this up when we were just, like, briefly skimming over the offense. I was really worried when I saw Staley take that first kick. Because I know he's been out for a few games. I know he's had that muscle issue. But that first kick, that first throw at field goal, Attempt was awful. Yeah, it was I mean, he, he looked like a middle schooler just kicking it with his toe. Like, I what in the world was that? I don't know. But I just had to bring that up because I he got better after that. But that first game, yeah. Was, we need like, we need to be really more consistent ball his life.
0: Yeah, we got to be more consistent uh, kicking the football, especially you know if it's going to be in, in close football games like like a lot of these games have been this year.
2: Oh yeah, but this is our first time really going into an off season. I mean, granted, we're not there yet. But this is going to be our first full season with Neil Brown, and like like we've been all three of us have been saying all year. I mean, this man is just going to be—he's a program changer and a foundation builder, is what he is. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're going nowhere but up from here. So, I trust him to do what he needs to do in the off season. I'm excited to see what kind of holes he tries to plug with some of these, uh, with these, uh, trying to get some more recruits in this in this recruiting class. You know, hey, I I'll be watching. I
0: guess. Oh, right on. Absolutely. Um, Steven, what about you? What are your kind of thoughts on um this offense in, in the future, you know, looking ahead. Uh, you know, not only, you know, does the final game of this season but to next season, more so with the full offseason under their belt, uh chance to, you know, build up that offensive line, chance for uh Dakey to get chemistry with some of these young players and you know, hopefully the receivers Cut down on the drop side. Do you see a different West Virginia offense and, and a more improved West Virginia offense in uh, 2020?
1: Oh, Without a doubt in my mind, I, I see a vastly improved offense. And I think you guys touched on it a little bit with the drop passes. Uh, that has been a – you know, plugging this football team and without those drop passes, we could be a lot better offense. Uh, but, I mean, I know I sound like a broken record when I say it, but that – the offensive line, man, you you have to build on that. And I think, you know, that's a point of emphasis – for Neil Brown, uh, I think he he sees it just as much as anyone else sees it, uh, and is you know as much as these guys have been playing together this year, they're going to be you know only build more chemistry and get better as time goes. And like you uh, like you guys mentioned earlier, Mike Brown's been playing well as of late. Chase Behrens played well as of late at the center position. I think I thought at the beginning of the season that was uh, by far the worst uh, performing position of the whole entire team. Uh, if you dis if you disclude the uh, the running backs, and I think, like I've mentioned before, you can't have a running game without the offensive line. So, um, I think w- in this offseason, season, are we will improve on the offensive line, we'll get better at blocking, give Jared Dickey more time. Uh, it'll open up our running game, and I think that you will see a um, a vastly, a uh, very very much improved offense next year for West Virginia.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I think that um, think you have the pieces. Uh, you just got to work on on building uh, these players, progressing them, uh, team chemistry, and you know just finding some plugging some holes on that offensive line, and you know you might have a recipe for success there on offense. But all in all, West Virginia just not enough late to come up with a win over a second-ranked opponent against Oklahoma State in this one. Uh, Fall to four and seven on the season heading into the final game of the 2019 season. Um, any final thoughts on this one before we switch gears and uh, go to preview TCU? Any final thoughts, Bradley?
2: Um, man, I was really—we could have snuck out a really good win there at Oklahoma. I mean, here at home against Oklahoma State, and I was, it was still—it was still a fun game to watch, and I enjoyed saying even through the rain there at the end. And you know, you, you hate to watch an L, but we still—we we all know what we're looking forward to here. We all know what's coming in the
0: future. Absolutely well said well said steven what about you any final thoughts uh as we uh close out this oklahoma state uh recap portion
1: uh yeah i'm you know i wish we could have won i i do i hate it for uh the seniors on this football team because i feel like they deserve the win as well as uh, as well as some of them have played uh throughout their entire careers but you know it it happens man um uh, and I also would like to mention that um, in all of my time of having season tickets at WVU, I don't think that I've ever made it through an entire season without getting um, at least one drop of rain oh, yeah, uh, or a, snow yeah. on the ground, and uh, we made it within three minutes of a football game of doing that this year. So <laughs> That's uh, something. So, you know, if, you're, if God, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you could have you waited three more minutes, brother. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's a, about, that's it's
0: all I've about, I got was about to, have. to be a new record. About
1: yeah, to I, be, yeah. Because I told
2: my friends, I was like, listen, was like, I'm saying, I was like, as soon as it starts raining, I was like, I can't do it. I was like, I got to, once it starts raining, I was like, I got to leave. I was like, okay, it was it, so cold. It was cold. A cold rain, man. It was such oh, a cold. Rain. Yeah. But no, it was two, or three minutes left. I was like, I can't leave now. I was like, <laughs> I got to stay through
0: Yeah, You had to. And that one came down, came down right there to the end. So yeah. uh, Mountaineers can't score uh, fall 20 to 13, fall to four and seven on the season. Uh, A hard-fought game, though Uh, fun to watch. Still, yet it was back and forth, and you know, it's just what you want to see from this team as they continue to fight, as they continue to try and you know build the foundation for this uh, program, the the foundation that they're laying this season. But that'll that was it for the final home game of the season. Now you have the final game of the season all together as you go on the road to Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horned Frogs. And we will get set to preview that upcoming matchup here on the Country Roads webcast. Alright, so the West Virginia Mountaineers will go on the road on Friday, November 29th, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, to take on the TCU Horned Frogs. West Virginia sitting at 4-7 and seven on the season, TCU sitting at 5-6, and six, so TCU will be playing this game with the goal of becoming bowl eligible, while the Mountaineers will be looking to finish the season at 5-7 and seven and keep a very small uh, glimmer of hope of possibly being a 5-win team that gets selected to a bowl on their radar as well, although those chances are slim to none, but without the win, you have... None at all. So Mountaineers still have stuff to play for here. Still, you know, want to close the season on a positive note uh, with momentum moving forward. And TCU also definitely has something to play for uh, going for bowl eligibility and their sixth win in this one and playing in front of their home crowd in their final game of the season. So, Here we are, gentlemen, already final game of the 2019 football season. Feel like it's flown by, and here we are at our final game preview show of the season this year. Um, What are you guys' opening thoughts on this matchup? What do you got, Steven?
1: Uh, You know, uh, like you mentioned, West Virginia fans could be, you know, a little bit in lull a little bit, you know, just because they feel like we don't have anything to play for, but you know with a 5 win season we had the opportunity to make a to maybe make a bowl so you got that to play for um i always get I always get jacked up to play TCU just because i think Gary Patterson is one heck of a football coach uh and i i i get excited as a fan seeing West Virginia get to uh get to go up to somebody get to go against someone that they're going to be challenged by i mean of course we've been challenged by everyone this year uh nonetheless but uh, just as a fan of football, I love watching Gary Patterson coach a football game, um, and I think that uh, you know as as bad as TCU's record is, uh, they've hung in there with some with some football teams this year. Uh, last week, um, they gave Oklahoma all, all they could handle. Uh, they gave Baylor all they could handle in three overtimes. Uh, you know, uh-huh. so they're not a bad team. football team. team. Yeah, they're not a bad football team overall. I think they've just come up on the on the short end of things just late. In the game, um, I've watched them a few times this year, and the few times that I have watched them, they they have looked very good um, all the way around, despite a few aspects. But um, with that said, like I said earlier, you know, West Virginia's got to play for a fifth win, and for the first time since, what was it, what did you mean, 2014, West yes. Virginia could be playing, uh, could be playing spoiler. so. You know, if you're West Virginia, if you're somebody on West Virginia's team, that's something to get jacked up for.
0: Absolutely. It's always fun to uh, play the role of spoiler, especially uh, when you're the underdog, as West Virginia will be in this football game. And You know, like you said, it's kind of a battle been a battle between West Virginia and TCU, both teams coming into the Big 12 in the same season, TCU coming from the Mountain West Conference, West Virginia coming from the ba- Big East Conference, and um, they've gone back and forth, you know, both teams uh, winning some games and having some moments, and it's kind of gone back and back and forth in this game, and it seems to always, uh, most of the time, be a pretty good game between the two teams, so that's, you know, something to look forward to in and of itself, and, you know, not to mention, like, as you said, you want to try and end this season on a high note with the win, and, you know. Know, get your fifth win as well and you know that could be momentum heading into next season um and also you know keep that small chance that small hope of a, of a bowl game alive which you know you completely lose if you don't come out on, on the winning end in this one so I definitely think there's still something there left to play for and you know every rep matters when you're an inexperienced team like West Virginia every rep they can get uh, counts and helps moving forward um what about you Bradley opening thoughts on this matchup
2: um, I think this actually could be one of the more fun games that we have this year as a Mountaineer, uh, as Mountaineer Nation because we're now 4-7. I mean, our ball holds aren't really looking that good. So I expect to see Neil Brown come into this game and really, you know, for the first time this year I feel like we have nothing to lose. We have no no holds. We're just going to show everything we got. I think I think Neil Brown's really going to put his players out there and see what they can really push their limits a little bit this game and see what – I don't think he'll play it safe, even though I think he would love to get the win. And the win here would actually move us above TCU in the Big 12 and, you know, get us out of the bottom three, get us out of the, you know, put, at least put some more people between us and the bottom. It makes me feel better. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I can see us, you know, getting a little freaky out there uh, in Fort Worth. And uh, I'm I'm excited just to watch, you know. Oh,
1: yeah. I'd love, to, I'd love to see some special teams trickery. I, I've been... We've been
2: uh, playing around with fake punts all year. I'm so Yeah, sure.
1: I'm, yeah. I, I thought a few times in the Oklahoma State game, I was like, man, this would be a good time for a fake punt, and you never did see it. So I've been really kind of waiting for something like that to happen this year. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, so maybe that's, that's something to get excited it, for. It, it just
0: it reminds me of uh, the water boy. Last game of the year. Can't hold anything back. <laughs>
1: Can't hold anything that's back right. now. That's right. That's, <laughs> right. that's
0: right. That's what West Virginia's, you know, working with o- on Saturday. So uh, we'll see. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh Neil Brown pull out, you know, all the stops trying to get this win. I think TCU is currently favored by a couple touchdowns. I think it was twelve points last time push. I checked the line. Mm. So What's your chance of the underdog? So, you know, essentially nothing to lose, but you do have things to gain. So, um, you know, go out there, lay it online, and, and see what happens. But when you talk about TCU, you can't not talk about their defense. Uh, consistently, Gary Patterson, that's what he's known for, having a great de- defense. And, you know, year in and year out, it seems like TCU performs great on that side of the ball. They have one of the best corners <laughs> in the Big 12, and Jeff Gladney. Some great defensive linemen, Um, as Steven mentioned, they, you know, helped play Baylor three overtimes. Oklahoma last week holding uh, them to their lowest total of the season and, you know, playing very well and stopping Oklahoma in the second half of that game. And, uh, you know, TCU, they're just known for that defense, and so it's going to be a tough challenge for West Virginia's offense, and they're going to have to really play well. Um, going to be a good test, I think, for Jarrett Dagey. I think it'll be the best uh, defense he's faced, and that's not a knock on Kansas State or Oklahoma State, but TCU's just a bit of a different animal. And so I'm anxious to see how he performs. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on the West Virginia offense and um, how they match up against this TCU defense? And if the Mountaineers can have some success and if Jarrett Day he can continue the high level of play he's had since he took over his starter here. Uh, what are you thinking in this one, Bradley?
2: Uh, I mean, it's a TCU defense. They're always stingy. They always play really tough. And I mean, this is a good TCU team in general, like you guys have already brought up. They cut a lot of these games really close. I mean, you, you were – a touchdown and a couple of games away from being a six and two TCU team, you know they're they're really close to being up there at the top of the Big Twelve, which is also. Oh yeah, low key. Big Twelve has been on point this year. I mean, they have just been a stacked. It's been a tough year for the Big Twelve for people to play because they've just everybody's been winning. You know, everybody's looks good on each other. <laughs> really honest, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: But yeah, this is a stacked year in the Big Twelve, and I think TCU is gonna. I think this could be a little bit, like I said, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I think a lot of that's going to be because of Diggy. I think we're going to see that man work a little bit of magic on this defense, uh, wrap to see like if it. he knows how to dance, you know, see if he's quick on his feet. He's got some, you know, um, got some dancers' feet over there. He can actually move around, which I've seen so far. I mean, he looks like he's pretty comfortable moving around in that pocket when he has to. And
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: Well, uh, I'm going to love to see him really, like, try to test this defense and see what it looks like when he really gets put on the, the ropes against some people and, Like I said, I'm excited to see him try to do a little bit of tricky, see if he gets out there and runs a little bit more this weekend than he did uh, the past couple.
0: Yeah, might might have to against this defense, do a great job generating pressure and then, um, you know, good coverage on the back end as, as well. So, you know, he might have to make some more plays with his feet and, you know, extend some plays with his feet, find some guys. Uh, in order f- to get some guys open after you know they're initially covered by these, uh, these good TCU secondary. So it's gonna be an interesting uh, matchup to see. um stephen, what are you what are you thinking as far as the uh, West Virginia offense versus the uh, TCU defense in this one? Uh,
1: I'm just looking for uh, continued improvement, uh, like I've been saying all season, I just look for game to game improvement., uh, One of the things that I'm really excited to see is how well Letty Brown does. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. letty, I thought Letty's been running considerably well he's been coming Um, on yeah he's been coming on little by little each game um you know especially in spite of the offensive line being as as bad as it is but i mean like i've mentioned before they've they've improved as well but uh that's one of the main things that i look for is letty brown Uh, i like what bradley mentioned with jared degio i want to see how his footwork is in the pocket uh, because you've really only seen his arm so far you really haven't seen i mean i know he's not really a running quarterback but well, he's got to, feet, though.
2: I mean, he's, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. There. If, you're
1: gonna, if you're going to be a Big 12 quarterback, you better be able to run the ball at least a little bit. So, uh, you know, going into the game, my main interest, I guess I should say, is Letty. But uh, but as a secondary, I'd love to see how good Jerry Deggy matches up against their defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. It's going to be a interesting matchup to see, uh, you know, maybe West Virginia can uh, – you know, get the ground game going a little bit. We've seen, you know, uh, glimmers of uh, of hope in the run game. You know, all you know by the end of the game, the totals haven't been great here in recent weeks. But we've seen some decent runs, as you said, by Letty Brown, who's now West Virginia's uh, leading rusher on the season, as he's been, you know, playing more in recent weeks than Kennedy McCoy. And I think Letty Brown's up over 300 yards rushing, which, Leads the team, which is kind of a, a sad stat in and of itself, that your leading rusher only has 320 yards or something like that. But, you know, uh, it gives you hope for the future. He's only a sophomore, so, uh, you know, we'll see what he can do uh, uh, moving forward, you know, not only in this game, but uh, throughout his career. So hope West Virginia's offensive line finds more success um, moving forward. But uh, having said that, you know, looking at the other matchup in this one, uh, West Virginia's defense, who uh, we've talked about, and, you know, their success that they've had, and, despite, you know, losing some people and having to, you know, replace some people and playing some guys that they probably weren't expecting to play a lot. And uh, they've still found ways to get it done and been very impressive and keeping West Virginia in football games. Going to be matching up with a TCU offense that, although statistically it doesn't show um, a lot, they've really improved as the season has gone on. And they're a lot better now than they were at the beginning of the season offensively. Uh, quarterback Max Duggan, um, near the bottom of the conference in passing stats, but he's probably the fastest quarterback West Virginia has faced up to this point in the season. The guy can really run and uh, he does it with speed. He's a really fast guy. Second leader rusher on their team, so they are going to definitely have to want to stop the run in this one. But then, if they go to the air, he's got Jalen Rager, arguably the best uh, receiver in the Big 12, probably the fastest receiver in the Big 12. Uh, also a playmaker on special teams is Jalen Rager, so he's a guy that you really just got to watch out for all game. So West Virginia's defense, you know, going to have their hands in this one, um, not only because they need to stop the run right away, first and foremost, but then if they do that, they get sucked in, their safeties get pulled up, Jalen Rager will beat you over the top and make big plays on you. So, Mountain defense, you know, got another tough task this week, as it seems like you say that every week in the Big 12, but yet again, here (coughs) they are with another... uh, Tall task. Stop a good running quarterback, a solid running off a rushing offense, and one of the best playmakers and receivers in the conference in Jalen Rager. So, having said that, how do you think the Mountaineers match up in this one, Stephen?
1: Um, I, you know, I love our defense. I've been saying that. I think that they, you know, have, in spite of, you know, some of the difficulties that they have faced, and you know, and that's everything: injuries, youth, every depth, all that. I thought that they've come out this season and they've done a really good job of handling all of that adversary or ad- adversary, adversity. Um, with that said, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not looking forward to this matchup with their offense because uh, it seems like our Achilles um uh, not only this year, but in years past has been a running quarterback. And if he's the best one we've faced to this point, that doesn't bode well for our defense because if you think about some of the guys we faced and Brock Purdy and Sam Ellinger and Jalen Hurts, some of these guys that can run the ball, uh, they've really hurt us uh with their feet. And then and then also the um Jalen Rager being a wide receiver, uh, I thought we've played some pretty darn good receivers to this point and uh oh, yeah. and uh I, I while I think we've handled them well, if you have a running quarterback that really opens it up for their for the receivers to get open, especially with the youth that we have on in the secondary right now. And, um, uh, with as many true freshmen as we've been playing, but, uh, I could be wrong. I, I with the improvement that we've shown, uh, I, it, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but, uh, just looking at it on paper right now, I'm not really getting too, uh, amped about our offensive or, uh, our defense against their offense. Yeah. It's,
0: it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough, you know, and, you know, the Mountaineers have, uh, have thrived in some situations where you thought that they, you know, might struggle, you know, last week being a prime example of that with Oklahoma State. So you never really know what you're gonna get because then they've also done the opposite, you know couple of weeks prior in the texas tech game following that baylor outing you thought they would you know come out and have a great performance and kind of went the other way so it's kind of hard to predict with this team uh which one's going to show up but hopefully it's the uh the good defense the much improved defense that's you know been playing their butts off and keeping western Virginia in games and they're going to need that because tcu has some weapons and then they frankly have some speed on offense so it's you know you got to Be able to uh, contain that and keep that in check. Um, So uh, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, Bradley, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, is it going to? This is I feel like this has been a question with a lot of our games. Is can our defense hold them long enough for our offense to get some mojo going? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's been one of our biggest issues. Is just we can hold them for a while and then we just you know let the game. Our offense just can't get going and clicking. They're just not there. We're tired of rundowns. rundown. So that's really – I, I agree with Steve when he says I feel like this matchup, we've never been very well with running quarterbacks. But I feel like we have been controlling that a little bit better here in the past couple of weeks just with that's a people rolling out of them. When people yeah, get outside the that. pocket as much, yeah. I feel like we do have people sitting there to keep them from getting – You know, they might get a few, but they're not getting 15, 20 yards on the field like they would have in years prior or even earlier this season. Uh, so it's all going to come down to those two dominant players we got up front. They get the penetration if they can get in there and cause some havoc early and really uh, maybe get the quarterback on his feet, make him play a little bit more than he should, take a few more shots than he should, get him scared. Uh, we have a shot to really you know stay stand there and contend with them, but uh, it's it's going to be a tough challenge for our defense. But it's not it's something that they can't handle, and it's something that if they come out of this game with a really strong performance that. They could really grow on going into this off-season. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, um, they would really be riding right high on momentum. They get another good performance in this one because you know the past few games the defense has been very stellar since that Texas Tech outing. Great against Kansas State. Uh, great again last week against Oklahoma State. I uh, like like we said though you know just got to finish you know they let Oklahoma State score on on that final drive after playing so well all game although they did do a good job of holding them to a to a field goal I will give them the credit for that but just kind of finish and play a full four quarters which West Virginia has you know the only game I feel like they really kind of did that was uh, Kansas State last game you know they were pretty much on the cusp of it but didn't quite you know finish as we've talked about previously so hopefully they'll be able to do that but Having said that, uh, talked about the matchups and everything a little bit. Let's go ahead and let's talk our X factors uh, for this week before we get into our prediction for this game. Um, X factor for this game, final game of the 2019 season. Steven, what's going to help West Virginia uh, to get the win in this one?
1: Uh, just like we just talked about, I think uh, how well you handle Max Dugan, uh, uh, Dugan Dugan, I don't know how you pronounce his name, uh, how well you contain Either him. One. I feel like, uh, that's going to be, you know, the deciding factor in this football game. Uh, you know, like you guys mentioned, we've been playing really well, uh, you know, well, we've improved against, uh, the running quarterback, I, I should say, but the kid, man, he's got as many touchdowns as their, as their, uh, as their running back does. He's got six touchdowns on the season rushing and so does their running back. He's got 500 and I, I looked at it a few minutes ago. I can't remember now. He's got over 550 yards rushing, uh, So it's going to be a tall task, but if West Virginia can contain their quarterback, that to me uh, will be the biggest turning point for this defense. uh, And the sky's the limit. And that'll give me a lot more uh, excitement going into the off season. So uh, for me, it's the, uh, the quarterback and how well you contain him.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I like that pick. It's definitely a huge factor in this game that, you know, I can be a big determinant in, in, in what happens in this one. Uh, what about you, Bradley? What do you got as your X factor uh, for this game against TCU? I'm going to
2: go with that mentality, that minor mentality. You got to you gotta walk in. This is another away game, which surprisingly, we've been doing all right away you know, games. Yeah, we've in the been well. doing, you know, very good. Got one better, better on got away one games Honestly, yeah. Yeah, so it might be a little bit better that we're going into Fort Worth and not playing up here in Morgantown. Um but I think that's what's going to be a big part of it. I mean, like like I told you guys, we can't have our offense go in there and get in slow, start out slow, then our our defense get leaned on. That's that's not the way we're going to win this game. We got to be able to get out there and take this like it's a, a business meeting, get straight to work, you know? Oh, it's yeah, a big part of it.
0: Absolutely. The biggest part of it, actually. X-Factor. It's got to. It's a, it's a big game where that Mountaineer mentality is going to be big. Um, having that focus is going to be big because, you know, you're right here at the end of the season. Um, bowl game hopes, you know, almost out the window. Last week, yep. Yeah, you know, coming off that loss, you know, you wanted to get that sixth win. Now you know you're not going to, so it's going to be, you know, really important it, to stay focused and, you know, try and keep your eyes on the fact that the season is not over. You still have one more game to play. and You need to go out and put on a good performance in that game. Um, having said that, my X-Factor this week, I, I'm going to go with uh, this Mountaineer secondary and specifically probably Keith Washington. I'd say that he'll be matched up on uh, Jalen Rager a lot of the time on this one. And I think that Keith Washington and Hakeem Bailey have quietly had uh, very good years, both of those two in their senior year. And I'd like to see them go out on a high note. Um, I think West good job, done a good job of stopping the run this year. So I think they'll be able to do that and hopefully contain TCU's quarterback and uh, those running backs and then – The one thing you got to worry about then is Jalen Rager uh, beating you over the top and making big plays. So it's going to be a big game for the Mountaineer secondary to step up and, you know, contain him and keep him from doing that. And if they can uh, hold him in check, it's a game where I think you'll have a a good shot of uh, being in it and having a chance to uh, win it at the end there. So I'm going to give the X factor of the uh, Mountaineer secondary in this one. And having said that, Let's uh, talk about it uh, one final time in 2019. Let's have our uh, predictions. All right, so on Saturday, I mean, well, Friday this week, excuse me, uh, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving on the 29th, going to be a 415 uh, Eastern Standard Time kickoff uh, televised on ESPN. West Virginia and TCU. TCU playing to get to their their sixth win. West Virginia trying to get to 5-7 and seven to finish the 2019 season, the first year of the Neil Brown era. What happens on Saturday, and uh, who comes out on top in this one? What do you got, Bradley?
2: Like I told you, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm excited to see it. Last game of the year, you know my eyes are going to be glued to the TV if I'm not working. Um. Actually, I'm not working Friday night. I do that, so my eyes will be glued to the TV watching it. And um, you know, to hell with it. I've had a fun time putting these predictions out here this year. Let's say Mountaineers going to get it. I think we will over there at Fort Worth. I think it's going to be a close one. Thirty-one thirty. I think we're going to have a, a nail biter like down there. And I think we. Uh, hey, let's 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 play spoiler, boys. Let's 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 do it.
0: Let's do it. I like it. Love the enthusiasm. I love the pick. Uh, West Virginia going in, you know, getting a win. Let's hope, uh, hope it turns out to be right. Uh, what about you, Stephen? You agree with Bradley? You see the Mountaineers coming out on top, or what's going down on uh, Black some Friday? Um,
1: I actually, um, I actually do agree. I think West Virginia cool. will go into this game um, ready to play. I don't think that West Virginia. I mean, there, we've had some bad losses this year. Let's, you know, just be honest about it. But I don't think the West Virginia's going into any game this season, and you know. I don't really know how to word it, been down about the game or less, you know, not jacked up about it. I think Neil Brown and his staff do a really good job of getting these guys ready to play and getting them amped up. I've touched on it a few times this year about the morale of this football team. It's better than any, uh, than I've ever seen with the 4 and 7 record. Uh, so I think that, you know, they still know that they have a lot to play for. They have a lot to play for going into the offseason. So I, I like West Virginia in this game as well. Uh, I like them 33 to 28.
0: I like it. Love it, boys. I think that, uh, you know, we're going to go unanimous on this one. I'm, I'm going to pick the Mountaineers to win this one as well. Uh, final game of the season, you know, why not um, – You know, I I think the West Virginia's uh, you know playing their best football as a whole as of late as a team here in these recent weeks, and so I don't see that uh, stopping in on this one in in Fort Worth, and with it being the final game of the season, I think West Virginia is going to be you know upset they couldn't get the win last week. They want to get one more to end this season uh, for the seniors and you know for this for this program in general for laying this foundation. I think TCU probably um, you know that saying in that game with Ocommon having you know the battle they did probably exerted a lot of energy in that game. And um, I think that West Virginia could go into uh, Fort Worth and, and pull the, pull the upset as being as a double digit underdog again, much like they did against Kansas state. Um, I'm going to pick West Virginia to win this one, 28 to 24. I like the Mountaineers. I just got a good feeling about it. Think that they're going to find some holes in that TCU defense. And I think they have the personnel on defense to slow down the TCU run game and, and keep that offense in check. So uh, all unanimous here on the final preview show of the season. We're all uh, sticking with West Virginia to finish the season at five and seven and get a win over TCU, hopefully. So we got that going for us. But um, having said that, before we close this one out, um, any final thoughts on this matchup or any final thoughts on the 2019 season up up to this point? Uh, What are you thinking, Bradley?
2: It's been about what I expected it to be under a first-year head coach. He gave me a lot of things to look forward to. He got me more excited than what I thought I would have been going into the season, and it's a it's a great time to be a mountaineer. I think if you're a true fan, you see that coming. And it's been a fun season, boys. I've enjoyed doing this. I've enjoyed these podcasts. It's been a good time. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably do a we're gonna do a recap up on the we're gonna try to get a recap in after the TCU game.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of I'm uh, thinking a recap, and then um, hopefully, you know, maybe a week or so after that, try and do a. Um, a season recap type of show. Yes. Um, so I ain't got to say goodbye
2: yet. I, I don't yeah, get. Yeah, And then,
0: and then hopefully we'll be able to get some sign and day coverage because it'll be later in uh, December as well. So you yeah. know, hopefully you know, still a couple other shows uh, in regards to this season before we get into kind of the off season portion of, of the football show. So um, still a yeah, couple this, more, this hopefully.
2: It's been a great time. I've enjoyed it. It's been a wonderful season to watch. Um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. A lot of injuries, which kind of sucks. But you know, it's been it's been a beautiful time to be a Mountaineer.
0: Absolutely. Just uh, as I've said, you know, a couple of times building that foundation. This is kind of the foundation year and, you know, Western is just going to go up from here, building the floor now and then, going to build the rest of the building up and continue to uh, rise until they hit that ceiling and who knows where that ceiling might be or how high it may be as we continue to trust the climb this year and I'm excited to watch the Mountaineers one more time on Black Friday against TCU you know get to watch these guys 12 times a year it's never enough it always goes by too quick but I sure as heck enjoy every single game and and every single play of Mountaineer football and excited to get to watch some, uh, some more of that for one last time in 2019, at least. Um, Stephen, what about you? Final thoughts on this one?
1: Um, yeah, I, I I said at the beginning of the year that uh, West Virginia was, you know, we we all expected uh, this around about this record. Um, you know, we've all predicted. I think it was six wins in the prediction round table. Uh, and you know, we all said that you just got to look on what you can improve on and build off of that from week to week. And I thought that West Virginia, for the most part, has done well at doing that this season. And uh, you know, overall just trust the climb. I, I like where the team's heading. I love the coaching staff um, more so than I, I think I have in in my entire life as a, as a WWE fan. I don't think I've ever liked a coaching staff as a whole as much as I like this coaching staff. So uh, with that said, I, I just I look forward to what this team can be in the future. So I am trusting the climb. Uh, shifting over a little bit, I do want to uh, apologize to the Mountaineer fan base about uh, the basketball podcast uh, that we do, uh, it's been very inconsistent to this point, but I do want to uh, just, you know, we're, we're going to get it on track and here in the next few weeks after we get uh, less busy with the whole football aspect of things, we're going to be uh, doing a whole lot more uh, with the basketball side of things, so just uh, stick with it's us. A big,
2: big game tonight, though, you know?
1: Yeah, big game, uh, Cancun Challenge. Yep. Uh, looking forward to that as well as uh, some of the matchups. We're, yeah, well, we are looking watching, pretty should good. Should we this year.
2: continue to be a freaking man, man? Oh, yes, big O
1: is doing really well. I, you know, We're To home. me, it looks like a, the start of a one-and-done season. I uh, hope yeah. not. But, yeah, he's. Uh, it's, we it's know good. it's going to be. I mean, it yeah, can't, the kid's can't be met together. Uh, but also, you know, we've got some pretty good players behind him too. And uh, Gabe Suhan, he's looking pretty impressive. You, I,
2: I haven't heard of it yet. That's how, it I how, how I pronounce know. it. I don't
1: know how it is. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm not, not even, even going to attempt that. I one. don't know if
2: Steven was over here looking at
1: pronunciations or something. Before the game, how do you say it? How do you say it? No, uh, no, I, I really like how our basketball team's looking this year. Um, you know, sorry to to mention all that on the football podcast, but I do just want to let Mountaineer Nation know that so, we. Well, this
2: is a Mountaineer podcast. We, we cover yeah.
1: This all. So uh, we haven't taken we just, a shot
2: at Dana Holgerson in a while, I and mean, we could always, you know. Yeah, it's
0: it's been a while. I don't think he's, he's don't think
1: he deserved to for us to mention his name. If you want me, <laughs> if you want me to be completely honest, he's not. He's not. That important.
2: Is he yeah. still coaching at Houston? Is he still even
1: over there? He's breaking headsets. I'll tell you, i seen a uh, video the other night, you know, uh, slamming a headset down, and if that was my football coach, I'd quit. I, I, I would quit, and I'd transfer out immediately. And that's right. not just because I don't like the guy, but the way the man acts on the sidelines is despicable. And I'm, too much uh, he's Red Bull and uh, too-
0: probably some other stuff as well.
1: Yeah, I guess you're blind to it as a fan, but I, you know now that I've watched him coach in a few games and seen his attitude, I just – I don't understand. Um, for someone who, quote-unquote, has been tanking this season and, you know, throwing it away, the man still gets madder than I've ever seen anyone get mad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, was crazy, man.
1: Yeah, but yeah, anyway, but I'm glad to be rid of him, glad to have Neil Brown, looking forward to the rest of uh, – you know looking forward to this game on friday and then what we have in the uh in, in the future so but i do want to thank my nation for sticking with us this year and following us and as we continue Absolutely. to grow the podcast as well though
0: well said well said for sure um you know football um in seasons uh podcast edition going to be coming to a close um here in the next uh, few weeks but still have some off-season updates from the football podcast but as basketball gets into full swing uh kind of transition over to uh that side of things during the basketball season and um podcasts will be more focused on on basketball moving forward here in the next few weeks and then still sprinkle in a few off-season um updates of the uh football on the football side of things whether it be recruiting or transfer portal news or what have you moving forward Oh, has speaking of which, sorry,
1: Cruz, I don't want to interrupt you, but um, go right ahead. But one Transfer Portal news, I don't know if you guys seen it, uh, just earlier today, Quantel Reigns oh, has in yep. yep. Transfer Portal, unfortunately. Uh, best of luck to that kid, hate to see him go, but yeah, I didn't know if you yeah. guys had, had seen that yet.
0: Yeah, I, th- I saw that uh, pop up, kind of the writing was on the wall, though, I think, you know, Neil Brown had mentioned yeah. that uh, he didn't dress, you know, the past couple games, and I think you kind of can see that one, see that one coming, it's a guy that I always thought had a lot of potential, but really... Could never find you know his perfect position here at West Virginia. Uh, a couple of different linebacker spots they tried to make you know safety, but you know hopefully in the future is a guy that can find uh, success somewhere as he enters that that transfer portal. And you know don't be surprised if you know you know two to three other West Virginia players you know may do that. That's just kind of the nature of the game now here as we approach the off season. You may see some players hit that transfer portal, but uh, nothing to be worried about. Mountaineers going to be bringing in uh, some recruits here. Uh, Still have quite a few spots left in this class and you know you may also see the Mountaineers bring in some transfers you know grad transfers of their own here as uh, sometimes you do in the offseason and the Mountaineers have some holes to fill so definitely going to be some news to update there uh, moving forward but um, up until then, West Virginia playing TCU in the final game of the season coming up. Um, we're continuing the Trust to Climb here on the Country Roads webcast as we have and will continue to do uh, moving forward. So be back. Uh, one last recap show to recap the TCU game um, following its conclusion, probably try and hit that. Early next week, and then also we'll probably have a season recap show coming in the uh, weeks that follow that before transitioning fully into basketball as the basketball season is getting to be in full swing. But having said that, this has been the Country Roads webcast brought to you by of Four Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics, found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at WVU Country Roads, and you can also follow Almost Heaven Athletics on Twitter at AHAthleticsWV. Subscribe to us on any podcast platform you prefer. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, you name it. Anywhere you can find podcasts, just search for the Country Roads Webcasts. Uh, give us a listen, like, subscribe, leave us a review if you like, and most importantly, share us as we continue to try and grow through Mountaineer Nation. Um, this has been the final preview show of the 2019 Western New Football season, and we'll be back uh, to recap this one early next week. In the meantime, for Steven. And Bradley, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. Until next time, let's go, Mountaineers.